Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast for today. We're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from September the 8th, 1990. And before we get too far into this thing, I want to give a special shout-out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Children, and Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous support each and every month. And then shout-out to one new patron this past week, Philip M. Thanks for joining us on Patreon. Enjoy all that extra content, which includes over 300-plus audio shows, along with tons of video versions of most of our NWA and Smoky Mountain shows done over the years. Now, if you're hearing this early, it's because the intro was posted onto Patreon for Patreon members. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Uh, Doc, you first. What's up? Nothing. Blessed in being a blessing. Yeah. That's right. God damn it. How about the football fucking over the weekend? Holy fuck. Talk about Tecmo Bowl. The fuck? Well, boy. Are y'all reading each other's minds? Because Doc was literally asking me this this morning. Hey, we're starting with that. So please proceed, Hopper. I got to hear more from you and your thoughts. Because on, I, uh, I'm on sitting here watching it. I was like, oh, well, oh, oh, the Bills fucking finally did it. And then look, I was like, they got 13 seconds left with three timeouts left. I said, this shit ain't over. And Tiffany's like, it's over. I was like, they got three timeouts left. All they have to do is get into field goal fucking range. And play the fucking sidelines. It's not over yet. And sure enough. God. Imagine being those motherfuckers waking up Monday to go to fucking work. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, you said it. Uh, and the 49ers, gotta... bro, they're fucking shocking everybody. The Rams shouldn't have played around, and they should have knocked them out, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Rams are fucking, Jesus Christ. What a bunch of fucking halfwits. Why do you say that? Oh, wait, oh, wait, they fucking won. That's right. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was the other one. That was like Tecmo Bowl. What do you mean the other one? I'm saying. Every one of them damn games went, like, they were, they were walk-off scores. Like, yeah, how no, do you. It's crazy. almost like it was scripted, Doc. Oh, come on. With the near <laughs> falls and... Uh, wouldn't that be funny, like, when they scored a touchdown? Like, the, the one thing I can't... One of the things I can't stand is in fucking wrestling is when the guy does the finisher and he goes for the pin 
and that, and he puts his head down with the ref's hand like this is it. And then when a the guy kicks out, they got the shocked face and their jaws open like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't stand that. And I wish fucking Tom Brady would have done that when they fucking kicked the field goal fucking at the end. Like, oh my oh. god, I can't believe it. Why does that piss you off so much? Because it's so stupid and so fucking fake. Gotcha. Because you wouldn't be... Because sh- you can see it coming. Whenever you see the ref counting and a guy's going his head down, one, two, going down with the ref's fucking hand, you know it's going to fucking kick out. And he's going to have that stupid face on his fucking face. That stupid look. It's like, just get back on that motherfucker. It's fucking like, overly done. Everyone does it. And it's like one it's thing it, to be shocked. Like, it's almost like, remember in fucking Rocky when fucking Apollo Creed's beating the fuck out of Rocky and he won't stay down and he won't stay down and Apollo just like lowers his head in frustration like, God damn, what the fuck do I got to do? That's how it's supposed to look if you want it to look real. The look of frustration, not shock. Fuck. You sound frustrated by it. Were you you not sports entertained by it this weekend? I mean, there's no defense anymore, uh, apparently. Yeah, that ship sailed a long time ago. Fuck, I was watching Kansas City run the 49ers. Yeah. I was like, Kansas City, bro, they couldn't catch that motherfucker. Every guy that got the ball was running around like a, just, nope, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. Well, I got a question, because Doc, literally, it's the first thing he hit me with this morning. You you wanted to discuss this. I, I I mean, what thoughts do you have about this weekend's, you know, by the time most people hear this, if you're a patron, you hear this in a timely fashion. I just want you to know that, this this opening part. What thoughts do you have about our uh, sports entertainment weekend? It was, it was great. I mean, I enjoyed all four games. Yeah. That was great to get three games in a row like that, wasn't it? Doc, which one did you not see live? Because I... Oh, I was sucking. I soaked them all in. I didn't I leave saw, the fucking sofa. All. Yeah. Okay. I, I know didn't you leave had, the fucking sofa. I know you had uh, kids soccer. That's why I was asking. But I knew you were texting me. We were texting hot and heavy during the Green Bay-San Francisco game because, you know, Doc's got this thing, you know, teams can't play in cold weather even though Green Bay 7-7 seven and seven in the last Wrong. 20 years outside in the playoffs. I think um, that's the most overrated shit in fucking football. It's lazy. It's so lazy that they, they go with that. Like, they make it sound like every Packer player, since they were two years old, grew up in three feet of fucking snow. Nah, you're preaching. Football. Doc, Doc, if we're as smart as he is, and I will break... Hey, Fabe, for a second. He is one of the smartest dudes I've ever known. And I've known some smart people. I know I'm dumb, but I've known some smart people. He is very intelligent, very analytical. 
can break shit down that the average human being would look at and go, huh? But when it comes to cold weather and football, Doc has this belief that because a team plays in cold weather and a team doesn't play in cold weather, that the entire team has never played in cold weather in their life and can't win in cold weather. When, in fact, statistically, it's hard to win on the road anyway. It's hard to win on the road anyway. But the cold weather does not necessarily benefit the quote-unquote home team. It doesn't. Because if they, it did, the Packers would have six more Super Bowls. They right. are seven in seven in the last twenty years at home in Lambeau. Oh, you wonder who they lost to? They lost to Michael Vick one of those times. They lost to Dante Culpepper when Randy Moss mooned the fans and Joe Buck had fake fucking outrage because he's an idiot. Oh, yeah. You know who else they lost to? Jimmy Garoppolo. Boy, that's a stud of a quarterback if I've ever seen one. Oh, they lost to Kaepernick, too. Like San Francisco twice. That Eli got lucky. He is overrated. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame one day, but he's overrated. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know he's from New Orleans, but he's overrated. They lost to Eli twice. The only great quarterback that beat them there was Tom Brady last year. Other than that, nothing but losses to mediocre to above-average quarterbacks. If that's the case, the Bears would be in the playoffs every fucking year, bro. Cincinnati ain't got no Super Bowls. Buffalo don't have no Super Bowls. Please tell me how the cold weather helps them, Doc. I've been wanting to have this discussion for a while since you are all bought into it. Oh, I'm not talking football with you anymore. Why? Because you're a dick. Because I I bring out the facts. Let me let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. The vast majority of those players come from the SEC and the fucking West Coast, bro. Come on. I would have. I don't know about that. I mean, I I think that you can't see vast majority. I mean, they come from everywhere. But the the no, part for, that always for, killed for me SEC was schools. I mean, I think you'd have to look. I mean, like I I don't want to make that commitment. I you'd have to look at every single roster last twenty years. You know where are they all from. But the point being, like nobody grew up playing indoors football. Like you played right. outside. So now all of a sudden, you're not supposed to be able to know how to play in cold weather. And and I have a theory, too. I personally think that when it gets as cold as it does in January in like Buffalo or Green Bay and you have these high powered offenses, I feel like it actually neutralizes them. And it actually helps even the game out because there's no reason Green Bay should have lost that game. None. But they did in the cold to a team that plays in California where the weather's nice. But, Doc, it was some really good booking this weekend, was it not? Top shelf. Top shelf. Top shelf booking. Almost like it was scripted. I just made everybody mad again that gets mad when we say that the NFL's booked. Harper is football fake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, put it this way. It, 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 if the refs were involved in something, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Now, are the players in on it? No, because, I mean, you can fix a boxing match where fucking one guy doesn't know it's fucking fixed. Right. Or either the fighter knows it's fucking fixed. Right. By, by the referee's fucking decision. Or the judges. But 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 refs can be compromised. Bruh. In the NFL, they're not they're not full time employees in the NFL, which is the strangest thing I've ever. The, the most profitable league, and so what they got like regular jobs. Yeah, that's crazy. It's the fucking nuts. Cheerleaders are the fucking cheerleaders too. They get fucked. I, I, I'll fucking how much they get paid. They don't get paid not hardly anything. It's I like, know they next don't get paid shit, bro. They don't do nothing. Well, I just made the cheerleaders, man. Oh, man. you motherfucker. Hey, bro, I, I saw something where in AAA baseball, they're going to do the experiment with the robot fucking uh, 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 umpire behind the fucking what? plate for strikes and balls, like on the fucking Jetsons. You seen that shit? No, I didn't. That? That's fucking, uh, I don't like that either, bro. Because I like the human error. Uh, really? After oh, 2018, yeah. no call. Oh, I love it because it it, it it fucking gives us something to scream about and and it, to get fucking emotional about. That's true. Who would Cowboys blame? You know, McCarthy and Dak's stupidity on. Well, actually, Doc blames it on Dak and McCarthy, but that's neither. Well, he was a coach for the Packers, right? Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, crazy. Anyway, uh, Doc, it, you seem salty. What's wrong, man? I, I wasn't trying to yell at you. I just was trying to make a point. Okay. I'm just, just here listening to all this good football talk. Hopper, he literally texted me before the Packers game. Did you see that stat about Jimmy G and cold weather? He's <laughs> one goddamn player. I, yeah. And I texted him back. I said, fake news. What happened? Jimmy G ends up winning the game. So now that stat becomes irrelevant. You know, that's... And if it did matter, didn't he play some in fucking New England? First? Well, no. What was the stat, Doc? He had never started a game under what degree level? Oh, I don't remember. Oh my god, that's it fucking was stupid. It was it was something like he had never started a game below thirty two degrees or something. I don't remember. The, I don't remember the exact temperature that it was. So that was his first time ever starting in a game where it was that cold. Now, now, here's the part that they don't tell you when they say that stat. He's also playing against the number one seed in the NFC, and he's also the number six seed in the NFC. Actually, yeah. seven. I mean, bro, just six. think how close they came to not going to the playoffs, and it was the Saints. That, that's what that's what I'm saying. So he's he's one of the lowest seeded team. That's one of the lower seeded teams. But the stat they're going to bring up to make a to a lazy stat. Oh, he's never started in this kind of weather before. It's, it's coldest he's ever been in. Okay, so is, does that mean he's not supposed to go and play the game? I'm confused. Yeah. Because I need you to bring up the fact that at that point they were 7-6 and six in that same goddamn weather in January. After losing to Michael Vick, Dante Culpepper, Colin Kaepernick, Eli Manning twice. I'm just saying. This is a wonderful discussion. But, you know, Doc, I know you're not here to talk football, right? Remember those, the fucking... Uh, the, the... IBM presents You Make the Call. Oh my Remember those God. commercials? Yes. The referee. They don't yeah. do, thank God they yeah. don't do that no more. I fucking miss that shit. 
They used to always get the thing right, too. I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, you don't have any shout-outs this week? Nothing? I mean, like, no nothing? Just, just no five-star guys? No. I don't think no new so. Ones. What the fuck? No, not that I know of. But I will tell you this, you know, become a patron because Doc and I just did the last clash. Doc, I'm not going to tell you to give your Rolex out or how you rated it, but tell the people, how great was the clash that we just did? It's a whole lot better than the follow-up show we're about to do. Jesus Christ, boy, you ain't lying. Harper, there's a real problem here. Yeah, really? The clash was really good. Oh, was it? Yes. Yeah, it was really good. Like, I'm not bullshitting you. Like, the clash was enjoyable. Two hours of wrestling. That's good. It's better than this two hours of wrestling. How'd y'all watch it? The same way? Like, not on Peacock or or anything? Well, I... I, it's on it's on our it's on the uh, BTT Google Drive, but oh, all right. but it is it is I watched it on Peacock when I watched it. I don't go to Peacock anymore. Yeah, yeah don't fuck I'm... Peacock, bro. When, when they start fucking deleting shit, fuck you, bro. Uh, they that it's been a little oversold of what they deleted because I I went back and looked at some stuff that I thought for sure. Oh, they're gonna delete this and dude. Why don't you just put up a fucking warning like what Disney does? Like the perfect do. example fucking during uh when, when it was Christmas time. And I was thinking back to all those little Christmas cartoon specials we used to watch as kids, like the fucking Yogi Bear Christmas and all that shit. I was thinking, you know what? I haven't seen the fucking Christmas carol, the fucking Disney one with a uh, Mickey Mouse in forever. And I watched it, and there's like a thing that says, you know, that there's there's smoking in this. You know, you know, we don't agree with this, but blah 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 blah. They got, uh, you know, smoking in this fucking cartoon or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's what you do. Just put the little fucking warning. First off, I've gone. I I went and spot checked a few things that I was like, oh, okay, they're all they're adjusting all this stuff. I think it's, I think we all kind of overreacted because I think they removed one or two things, or I don't say one or two, they removed some stuff, but then I went back and looked at a bunch of stuff from world class with the Confederate stuff with Hayes and, you know, the Freebirds and then some other promos that were cut. They're still on Peacock. They didn't oh, cut. Like the rebel they, flag and all that still on Barbara, there. we watched yeah. we watched a, a tag team match with so much Confederacy in it that I literally tried to secede from the Amer- United States of America. However, <laughs> <laughs> at the clash, like no joke, at the clash, it's the Freebirds and Buddy Roberts. Because remember on last week's show, they mentioned you know he was going to be there versus yeah. Tracy and Steve Armstrong. So of course the Freebirds. Hayes and Garvin, they have their face painted uh, as they come out. Like, they got the Confederate flag on their face and Buddy as well. Plus, they have their robes, which are sequin uh, Confederate flags. And then the faces come out. So you got Tracy and Steve with their dusters on with the Confederate flag on it. Plus, they got the stars (laughs) and bars on their tights. Um, And did Tracy have the flag, Doc? I can't remember They were waving a flag. 
waving a flag. So you, I mean, it was nothing but stars and bars. So, and, and that is, I mean, that show we have is from, you know, it's on Peacock. It's, it's unedited just like that. So, you know, it's, it's being oversold. So it, so the free birds go back to the, you know, the fucking Leonard Skinner free birds and not the, you know, Dawkins free birds. Mm, we can go that far, but having Buddy Roberts helped. That's just yeah, that. yeah, it did. Buddy even cut a promo, which was really cool, and um, it was a great class. I'm telling you, become a patron. Tinyurl.com/slash/patreon/btt. Okay, let's just say that we gave it grades that would be a lot higher than what tonight's going to get. So. And I think we should put out an APB or somebody needs to tell Jim Hurd that Arn Anderson is in his promotion. Amen. Any other thoughts, Doc, before I hit the video version? Nope. Wait, two hours. Well, um, I'm I'm hitting play. Jesus. Can you all see? You, you, made a great, you made a great business decision here. Can you all see my screen, though? Is it? Everything yeah. going right because I know we're having Skype problems. All right, so uh, don't pay. Look, I got a few things while while this is playing in the background, and then we'll we'll get to the show. Um, the show uh, kicks off. It is again September eighth, nineteen ninety. Uh, it's going to kick off with the Steiners. They're going to come out to the ring. Um, they are taping this from the back of the Georgia Mountain Center, and there were only oh, about four hundred four hundred fifty people in attendance. But here's another note that I, I wanted to point out to you all here regarding this taping so apparently at this exact taping which took place on august the 27th of 90 this is where mean mark also known to darren the d-man seabird as callaway gave his notice to the company so but i wanted to clarify something although he gave his notice to the company on august the 27th of 90 uh his last actual tv appearance ends up being September the 9th of 1990, which would have been the day after this aired, either on Pro or whatever it was, I think. Uh, or may, maybe it was main event. He wrestled Tim Parker, uh, which was also taped during this taping that, that we're watching here, just aired on another show. Now, here's something I wanted to mention about it. His last four matches, because trust me, what I'm telling you is going to be better than what this show is. His last four matches took place on August the 29th, August 30th, 31st, and then September the 1st. He was either in a tag match that lost or he looked up at the lights. Uh, a matter of fact, on August the 29th, he wrestled the Junkyard Dog and Dog pinned Mean Mark on one of his last matches in the promotion on the way out. Clean pin. Thought that would have been a nice little tidbit because, again, the wrestling ain't going to be too good in this uh, this episode. So, Callaway... I believe this is this is his last Saturday night appearance. There you go. Uh, Doc, any thoughts on that as we go to the, the Steiners taking on Barry Horowitz and Doug Vines? I mean, he's already getting into character with the growing his hair out, so good on him. Yeah, when we see him later, I mean, he looked like it last week, but he really is American badass at this point in time. So there's that. Uh, Harper, as we're watching this... Um, this match, I wanted to mention something to you. So I've been rewatching that Sean Oliver kayfabe commentary timeline WCW 1990 with Cornette. And they brought uh -huh. up a couple of, and I, I discovered a couple of things that I hadn't remembered in a while, but they brought up two things that we talked about recently. The first one is 
you know, we've been complaining about these shows and the lack of promos and the smack talking and the live interviews, right? Yes. So as you guessed it, uh, according to Cornette, this was a Jim Hurd decision and listen to why. Hurd was following what he'd seen done with yeah. Sam Muchnick's promotion in St. Louis because that's where he, the wrestling he kind of grew up around. Yeah. And in Sam Muchnick's promotions uh, or promotion, there was the one thing that Cornette said they didn't do on those shows were like live interviews. So Hurd, that was a Jim Hurd decision to not have the live interviews which set this thing on fire back in the day. Let's just eliminate those things because, you know, Jim Hurd, the one wrestling that he was familiar with in St. Louis didn't do it. I just thought y'all would love that. So yeah, thank you. Those fucking green screen, you know, tape shit is just killing me. It's dumb. And they did it at the beginning of this match because we got a pitcher and pitcher promo uh, from the Steiners real quick. And that's all we've been seeing lately. Now, there's not a lot of people in this building, but they're noisy for the Steiners because it's the Steiners. Matter of fact, that's all Doc and I could talk about from, well, one of the things all that we could talk about just from the clash. It was tremendous. The Steiners as usual. Uh, the Steiners are going to win when, <laughs> God, Rick just disposed <laughs> of that dude. Uh, Rick uh, has vines on his shoulder, Doug vines on his shoulder, and then Scott's going to DDT vines. From the top. Nice move. We've seen it. Uh, we saw it at the Clash, I think. Uh, and then they bury Vines with that Steiner shirt they've been bringing to the ring the last couple of weeks. Man, this match went on for a while. I got nothing against Barry Horowitz and Doug Vines, but good Lord. Um, the match at the Clash was only like a minute longer than this that they had. So, anyway, Doc, what were your thoughts on this thing? Uh, I had a timestamp at 7.50. All right, bear with me because sometimes, well, they went right to 7.48. Okay. So right here? Yeah. Let's play it. Double underhook by Steiner into a power bomb on Doug Vines. That's a strong dude, bro. Woo! You got some power. You got any other timestamps? I know we're getting to, like, the end of the match here. No. All right. Uh, You're going to see the finish that I was talking about shortly where they – here it comes – Rick puts Doug Vines on his shoulders. Oh, no. And then Scott is going to go to the top rope. And I really do like this top rope DDT from Rick Steiner's shoulders. That's dangerous. It it, it can be. <laughs> I mean, you can't just do that with, 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 with anybody, though. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough move. <laughs> Yeah. Because the dude that's coming down, man, he better know the role. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real, bro. His head. <laughs> Won't be pretty. All right, well, we'll keep moving. I've actually got a great note from this next match we're going to see. And I'm wondering if Doc's got it too, but we'll see shortly. So we go to Buddy Landell, who's going to take on Zan Panzer. Another damn generic promo from Budro, and I don't know, he says something like he's tired of being patient, he's going after anyone with a title, tag team title, singles, etc. Uh, Budro's kind of funny. Now, Doc, I got two timestamps, but I need to see if you got the same ones, so do you have, have anything any t- on this one? 
I don't have any timestamps, but uh, Buddy has uh, gotten rid of his temporary tattoo. Yeah, Harper. What was it? Cla- Go ahead, tell him, Doc. <laughs> it's so stupid. So this clown, Boudreaux, shows up to the clash with, <laughs> I guess, marker written on his arm, upper arm, Skid Row. Why? And he pointed to it and said, they're buddies of mine. Oh, my God. But by the end of the match, it said Skid Ski Pal. <laughs> Without the W, it's just a PO because it was a P and a O. So it says it said Ski. The, 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 the D was missing and the, the W was missing. So it looked like Ski PO. <laughs> oh, 18 in life, you got it. Did y'all like that song or them? I'm just curious. I did. Fuck, you know what I liked about Skid Row? It's every album they did got fucking heavier and, and uh, heavier. That second record, Slave to the Grind, was really good. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. So, Bud I, Row... saw them, I saw them on that tour. They opened for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Dude, I saw them open up for Kiss. It was about like 20 years ago. And of course, it's not Sebastian Bach. It's some filling asshole that looks like Brett Michaels. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, that guy was from Dallas. He died. Well, why was there a filling? Harper's. Oh, they kicked him out a long time ago. Yeah, and it, it and they had Ted Nugent there as well, doing a, wait, you wait. know cat scratch fever and all that shit. Why did they kick? Why did um they kick him out? I don't know this story. I mean, why not? No, I'm. So the Sebastian Bach, the main singer, right? Am I getting this right? Yeah, he's the was... Ric Flair of fucking Skid Row. So he got kicked out. Yeah. Okay. Apparently Why did they kick him out? I'm. A, si- I don't know. I have no idea, and I know the to, people. He was hard to deal with, and then right. he got mad and called the guitar player's house and left a message, like on a Thanksgiving or a holiday, that was like they've never said what it was, but it was like it was over the line, and he was like, "I ain't playing with that guy anymore," and the rest of the band went with the guitar player instead of uh, Sebastian Bach. Hmm, interesting. I had no idea. Well, he got back with him, didn't he? Mm-mm. I saw him do a singles, uh, I think he was playing the House of Blues, where it was just him by himself. Mm-hmm. Acapella? Yeah. Had no idea. I, I knew who he was. I know the group, um... You know, he played the Phantom of the Opera on fucking Broadway. And he was on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. How do y'all know all this stuff? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, y'all are like some fucking... And uh, he was on Good Times. Bullshit. He's <laughs> 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 laughing. All right, so... um, Budro... Uh, he's going to defeat Zan Panzer. I paused it here, Doc, because he throws Zan Panzer over the top rope and then look at Buddy hitting the flex. He's, he's leaning up. Okay, I got one more top stamp. You're going to love this from this match. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to the video version. It, it cut off and then just restarted. So if you're hearing it from here, sorry about that. 
uh, here is the here's here's the finish, Doc. And the reason I want you to see the finish, I'm, I'm shocked you actually don't have this timestamp at the finish. So Panzer, he's gonna miss a, a big leg drop, and then Budrow's gonna hit him with the corkscrew elbow, and then the way Buddy casually pins Zampanzer for the win and what he does. I don't know. It's just Buddy, and he makes me die laughing all the time. So let me let me fast forward to it, because here comes the corkscrew. Oh, he already did it. So here's the corkscrew. And then watch how Buddy pins him and stares at the camera right here. <laughs> I missed it. He, he gets all wide-eyed and sticks his tongue out like he's, you know, about to eat some ass like Harper does. Yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be drinking some Miller Lights afterwards. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> goofball. Just a goofball. Uh, Wide-eyed and open mouth. Anyway. Everything about that image says Camaro. <laughs> and cocaine. Yeah. Hey, baby, I just bought a brand new Chevy Beretta. Want to go for a ride? I, I still absolutely love the story of Buddy <laughs> and Black Bart driving to Atlanta. And Buddy says, I'm filling my nose up with Peruvian. And they get to Atlanta. And Buddy, I can't go to sleep because I've been up all night. <laughs> so, you know, I have a couple beers or whatever. And then I, in the morning, I can't wake up. And Dusty calls the room and Black Bart answers. And he says, Buddy, they won't know where you're at. Tell them I ain't fucking coming. <laughs> Dude was the national champion. After Starcade, I ain't fucking coming. Colt says, well, buddy, you know, why would you do that? Well, you know, I had fuck you money. Dude, <laughs> buddy is a treasure. Uh, Doc, any other thoughts on Buddy and Zampans are there? How long does Buddy have left? Not long, huh? That's a good question. Um, man, I'm not sure. Isn't he on like a, well, no, we already did that one. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Let me think about it while we go to Sting, who's going to be talking about the Black Scorpion. Ladies and gentlemen, to TBS, Jim Ross with the World's Heavyweight Champion Sting. This is the wrestling wrap-up. Wrestling wrap-up on sale wherever you see World Championship Wrestling. This past Wednesday night was one of the most bizarre nights I've ever witnessed. Uh, it was almost like a Twilight Zone situation. You beat the man, you unmask the man, but all of a sudden we see the Black Scorpion is not in the ring after all. I don't know who it is, Jim. I'd pull one mask off, the guy's got another mask on, glance up into the audience, and there he is, standing there with the robe. I guess that's the real Black Scorpion up there. This guy here, I have no idea who he is. 1986, he's disfigured, he's had plastic surgery, whatever, something. I knew him, a friend of mine. I don't know who it is, Jim. You know, the, no the, clue at all. The only clues that we were able to get from that interview, he, was, he talked about 1986, he talked about no, California, but he said that you wouldn't recognize him if you saw him anyway. It's a strange situation. Strange for you. I gotta be in the ring with this guy. I don't know who he is or why he wants me. Fans, we're going to take a look now at what happened at the close of the match between Sting and the alleged Black Scorpion, and then we're going to hear an updated comment from the Black Scorpion himself. So All right, so they throw to a replay that Doc and I talked about at the Clash, where I mean, Sting's acting right there is absolutely horrid. Yes, uh, where, 
Yeah, it was bad. Uh, the way the clash finished, Sting pinned the Black Scorpion that he was wrestling and ripped the mask off, but that Black Scorpion had a red mask on underneath. And then another Black Scorpion appears on the ramp, and Sting doesn't know who the hell that is, so they replay that part. God, that ramp would piss me off if I had to deal with that shit. You mean as a manager, or... Yeah! Yeah. Bro, you cut me in half, bro. Uh, you, 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 fuck that. I'm with you. An e- if you brought an ether rag, you wouldn't have to worry about it. That's right. Doc, did you have any thoughts on Sting's uh, terrible promo? I got to agree with you there, man. Sting was bad. Yes, he's no selling right. this whole thing. Right. Yeah. He's just going through the motions and saying what he's supposed to say. Let's now go to a new promo from the Black Scorpion. Sting, I'm making a little present for you. Everybody else wants to take something from you, but I want to give. In a while, I may even show you what it is. But first, I want to give you another clue. Los Angeles, 86. On the beach. Think about it. I hope, I hope as I intend, that you're slowly losing your mind. One thing you must remember, while everybody, including the horsemen, are chasing you, there's a big difference. Sid wants your belt. I want your life. All right. Keep going with the Black Scorpion. I'll I'll fucking lose my mind watching this shit. Yeah. You're not the only one. What's he doing with the hammer? Uh, Passing judgment? He's a judge? I don't know. Doc, you got Uh any thoughts on the hammer situation? I don't know what the hell is going on with the hammer. If you noticed, he also does a little hop when he's talking like Oli does, so it completely gives it away. Dude, I never paid attention, but I notice it now as I'm watching it back. Yeah, you're right. Oli does that like quick, like <laughs> there went. Yeah. Oh, see, that's why you're here, Doc. Amongst other reasons, many others. Damn, you nailed it. Cause he does, he does that little hitch. Would you call it a hitch kind of too? It's kind of like a hiccup. Yeah. Dude, he just... <laughs> oh, my. Yes. Oh, so yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he sounds like Cookie Monster, Deep Throat, and Elmo. So that's a problem, too. Come on. Seriously. Elmo. Grow up. Elmo. Why's it got to be Elmo? Right. How do you know, know Elmo's got a dong? Because the guy that does Elmo likes to... Oh, come on. This... No, no, no. See, no. Uh, real quick, y'all asked you about Buddy. You know the story, right? Harper? No. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. We, yes. Is he, he like, allegedly did something with a child? This is a family program. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he was gay, huh? What? Why would that be a problem? Yeah. I, it's I'm not. I'm not saying it right. Doc, you can't just make an accusation like this, okay? <laughs> 
I just suggest, why don't you go Google Elmo? Okay. No. Do it, Mike. No, I'm not going. No, no, no. I'll be on some blacklist on the internet. <laughs> you already Follow. are. Paid attention yeah. to Doc. No, I pass. Hard pass on that one. Ugh. All right. Uh, so, anyway, that goes down. Then we go to Barry Windham versus Reno Riggins. Former Smoky Mountain star Reno Riggins, the man who made a terrible mistake for his wrestling career, he turned down the great Ron Wright when Ron Wright offered him his services. Oh, that's yeah. Where, that's, that. where, that's where we get the famous sound drop of Jesus from Ron Wright that we play on the show every now and then because Reno said, you know, Mr. Wright, I, I appreciate it, but I, I, just, I, I just can't. You know, I, I'm going to have to turn you down. And Ron Wright, brokenhearted, said, you mean to tell me you going to turn down the living legend, Ron Wright? Jesus! That's where that comes from. Uh, and his uh, career was never went anywhere. No surprise. Uh, Barry's going to win. He hits a suplex uh, from the second rope, and he's going to pin Riggins rather quickly. Not quick enough, maybe. I don't know. Doc, any thoughts on Barry Windham here? Uh, Would have been nice. To see him at the clash. Hmm. Seems like a good opportunity for him to maybe show what he could do. Um, and we can't find something for Barry to do. We can't get him a feud, something to sink his teeth into. Uh, apparently not. I feel like him and Arn are just floating right now. Yeah. I have a bigger gripe for Arn just simply because he's a TV champ and yet we have a live special. He is the Western States Heritage champ. That's that's gone. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's over. Arn's a TV champ and we can't get him on a clash. What are we doing? Well, because it was a... Oh, oh, wait. No, because that wasn't a pay-per-view. Because we needed to have those two slits wrestle. Dude. Wait, what? Wow. I can't believe you just said that. You know, you need to apologize. To who? To all the female listeners for that comment. That was inappropriate. Really? (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to until you had to start to intervene on their behalf. Mm. But if they're going to be hanging out with you, then fuck them. You're sexist. That's just wrong. Right, Hopper, he's not lying. You know, there is a women's match on it. Yeah. There's nothing actually wrong with like their wrestling ability. But the crowd was this just, quiet. Right. Like I mean Doc. It was wrestling. Any... It was wrestling Nyquil. Nobody wanted to see that back then. Not from some never mind. I can't say that. Yeah, say you, you get a chill out. Come on, dude. We talked about it on a clash. If you want to listen to it. And you want to hear what we said, because we went long form with it. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We keep the show moving. We got the Junkyard Dog versus Snake Watson. JYD cuts a pitcher-in-pitcher promo talking about he and Ali Gante wrestling the horsemen soon. Uh, Jesus, save us from this. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, Uh. we got the dog who has no wind. The junkyard dog is going to have to fucking carry that match. Just think about that from the other side. Hold on. You have to specify. 
1990 junkyard Jay dog yeah is gonna have to try to carry that yeah holy shit oh <laughs> uh. yeah yeah i feel like his skin is as stretched out as it can get dude it's He's got a big old belly on him. That's what Dude, it's bad. His belly yeah. is just. I mean, what you think, Harper? You think he got a 50 inch waist here? Or what? Yeah. He's well <sighs> over 300. Oh, yeah. he. I think he's good 350. God damn. Because Dog boy. wasn't a short man. I mean, he wasn't like. It wasn't right. like he was 5 foot 9 or 10. I mean, he's, he's Still. 6 plus. He's so fat that you know he can't wash all of himself. Bruh. No, he's not that damn fat. Yeah, he ain't that big. I mean, he could take a shower and get his ass. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> but but the part that kills me is he's so he's so big, like his stomach's so big, when he takes a punch to the stomach, it doesn't even move. It's just like rock hard fat. Cause and it's I know stretched. that's I know that doesn't make sense. You're like, well, fat jiggles. I can't explain it. I'm not a doctor. Maybe Dr. Blassie can elaborate and send me some information on it. But he's so damn big, the fat doesn't even jiggle. Speaking of people we haven't seen in a while, where's Warndorf? Oh, yeah. He was with them, right? The dudes, the dudes, right? The dudes with the attitudes. So, real quick, to follow up, Buddy uh, is there through early December, and Orndorff uh is uh september uh well not september he was supposed to wrestle at the clash but he's been gone since i'm scrolling through it now yeah he's been gone for a while his last match was august 26th i say a while that's all we got out of paul orndorff so yeah. all we all we got out of orndorff was yeah that I don't. Two did he poops. get hurt or something? I really don't. Two I really don't know. Poops. While he was here, they didn't use him to his adv- to their advantage, though. I mean, he had a great match with Arn, right? For the uh, on television, non-title, where he beat Arn. You know that that would actually piss me off if I was Arn more than more than anything. It was non-title. He beat Arn clean, non-title. And then he's gone. Thanks, Herd. Doc, any other thoughts on JYD here who's blown up wrestling Snake Watson? He was blown up 30 seconds into this thing. Uh, dude, it's this just... probably blown up walking to the ring. Um, Sadly, yes. I mean, that match... I keep we, How we tired about does it. he get trying to lace up his own boots at this point? You're joking. I have seen fat indie turds lacing their boots up get blown up because if you've never laced wrestling boots i mean it's not labor intensive but if you a big burly out of shape son of a gun that can't just like sit on a bench and lace up your boots and you gotta like wiggle around to get to your damn feet to lace them it wears out them big fat people out (laughs) i know it sounds crazy and people like bro what no you don't get it it's like work to them and I've seen it blow people up. It's, I I know, makes no sense. And they shouldn't be in a ring. I totally agree. But I've seen it. And it's really dumb. Um, uh, 
JYD wins. We then get like a 30-second promo from Barry Windham where Windham tells JYD the horsemen are always prepared no matter what combo they use. And there's Boogie, there's nothing about JYD and Eligante that says wrestling at this point. Um, the horsemen would wipe them clean. Maybe Hurd should try to copy the parts about St. Louis where they had, like, good wrestling. Um, That would make a lot of sense. But, you know, that makes too much sense, so I'm sure it, it would never happen. All right, so uh, I wanted to mention one other thing as we watch Brian Pillman coming out for his match. Uh, who who did Brian Russell here? Uh, he's got Rick Fargo. Rick Fargo. So Pillman is going to cut a pitcher and pitcher um, from uh, talking about his upcoming month. It's so damn generic. But then at the end of it, you could tell this like was a herd thing because I guess Pillman was a football player. I don't blame Pillman for this. He says in the next month it'll be an all-out blitz attempt. Oh, okay. yeah. So, uh, Doc and Harper, y'all were, a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, we were talking about Ruse, right? And the whole sponsorship, and we were talking about the commercial where the wrestlers had the Ruse on that kind of looked like almost wrestling boots or boxing boots, but definitely not wrestling boots. And once again, I was watching this kayfabe commentaries with Corny, uh, it's on YouTube, uh, and this was on the early part of 1990, and Cornette talked about Ruse. And he went on to say that they originally, uh, the intent was to have the guys wrestle in those. And he also said there are matches where the guys wrestled in those Ruse-type boots. Ruse, you're going to love this part, Doc, was... I think their corporate was based in St. Louis, where right. Heard had plenty of business relationships. So Heard promised Ruse that the guys would wear the Ruse to wrestle in. And again, Corny said there are a few matches out there where apparently this did happen, but it didn't last for long because they were the shits and not good for wrestling in. But that's your Ruse thing. And the other thing, I had numerous people actually tag me in the ruse that the wrestlers wore, not with wrestlers wearing it, but just like, you know, they showed them. They did release them, Harper, and they did oh, sell they them. Did? But um, they're, they're few and far between. I have to try to find it. There were a couple people who sent it to me on Twitter, uh, um, and I can't remember who it was, so I appreciate it. But I'll, I'll see if I can look for it, and then I'll send it to you. So there's your answer on ruse. They actually... Dumbass Heard promised them, the company, that the wrestlers would wear that nonsense to wrestle in. And um, thank God none of them were ever hurt wearing it. Doc, any thoughts on that? No. Him Heard, bro. Where's Zinc? <laughs> I thought they were back together. You want to tell Hopper what happened to Tom Zinc since they were back together for a short period and then uh, what happened to him at the Clash? He got squashed. Who beat him, uh, Doc? Stanley Hansen. Oh, wow. That's right. Beat the piss out of him. It was great. All right, um, Doc, I got a... I was going to play a timestamp from this because Jim Ross, he once again brings up Kim Wood from the Bengals that many of you remember from Pillman's Dark Side of the Ring episode. I won't play it. It was real quick, actually. Did you catch that, Doc, or no? I did not. Yeah, he brings up Kim Wood again. And, um, you know, it's one of those things. Back then, we'd have had no clue. But now it's like, 
you see Kim Wood on TV and you're like, wow, that dude's a worker. I see why he was um, on that program. He was something else. Doc, Pillman wins with a springboard, clothesline. Any thoughts on this match? Well, at least they got Pillman away from Zink, I guess. I guess. I can't remember if they're going to tag again, though. Oh, they're going to. I'm sure they have to. They'll probably bring Johnny Ace for in for a six man. God help us. And then we get to the midpoint of the show, almost the midpoint of the show, after Pillman wins, and we get Missy Hyatt, who may get the Rolex this week for simply plugging the NWA main event that's coming up on Sunday night. And Missy says, Barry Windham will take on Lex Luger. Well, it'd be nice to have that match here. Hopper, any thoughts on Missy? Mm. She looks more conservative here, doesn't she? Well, she's she a journal- looks- wrestling journalist. Oh, she- excuse me. No, she 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 looks. She really does look like she's about to go into the office or something, and not. Yeah. Where else? She's uh, Bird she's probably had her like sharpening pencils and shit. Bro, Ric Flair told her at the class she was all the way live as he was licking his lips. <laughs> She was all the way live, by the way. She, she, she had looking good, 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 good. All right, Doc, uh, we'll keep moving. So we go to the next match. It is going to be Doom taking on Brad Batten and Joey Barrett. Hopper, I need your comments on Brad Batten's mullet. The mullet's bigger than fucking he is. Who was the guy Holy in the shit? <laughs> Who was the guy in the studio at eighty seven or eighty eight that came out with that hair? And Harper said he was a musician. Harper said, "Damn, it's like a cape." <laughs> Who was that? David Allen Coe. There you go. So it's not that bad, but when they cut to Brad Batten here. Look at that. Mane on his head and fluff on that mullet. Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. And the front of it's so neat. And... It's like perfectly teased, Harper. <laughs> Do you, you know think... Joey Barrett, Harper? No. You never crossed uh, any locker rooms with him? Uh-uh. All right. Ask Luke. I'm sure he knows him. Because Luke spent time in, you know, at, on shows in Mobile and Alabama. Luke will know who he is. Um, anyway, we go to Doom versus uh, Brad Batten and Barrett here. Uh, Teddy Long, another pitcher-in-pitcher promo. Bro, they going to wear this out now for a yeah, while. Teddy Long, shit. Teddy Long, generic, talking about the rock and roll. He uh, mentions Doom versus the rock and roll for the tag titles. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, match goes f- once again. I know we got, look, dude, I know we got two hours of film. And I know this is a pro wrestling show. Here's the problem with all the pitcher and pitchers that are 30 seconds. When you had a two-hour show and you had the studio, God you had damn. guys filling up two minutes on this promo, two minutes on that promo. Flair would come out and cut a four-minute one because he was that damn good and could do it. 
So you had all these guys who could cut these promos. When you do these 30-second promos, you end up with eight-minute matches where Doom should beat the piss out of Brad Batten and Joey Barrett, but they don't, and it takes forever. You said damn, Harper. Were you saying damn for the mullet or something else? His fucking mullet. Let me go back. What what point did you say damn? I got to get Right there. Look, look, it's got like two pieces, the front and the back. It almost he's looks got, like he's wearing a hat, like those. those he's got. Fucking... He looks like one of those. He's wearing one of those Russian hats. He's right. Got, he's got helmet head Holy and a mullet shit. and a mullet. That's what he looks like wearing those hats that like fold up and they and the sides fold down. <laughs> Holy shit. Remind me, is 1990 still mullet territory? I'm really confused. I mean, I know Ricky Morton still got his, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, mullets lasted till about, what, 93, 4? Probably 93. Yeah. And look, I realize in Smoky Mountain, we covered that promotion for three years and nine months. I realize, you know, that was mullet mania there too, but we were in the Smokies, and it was nothing but white dudes who, you know, and the women there love their mullets. So I get I get it in the Smokies. I'm just, I'm asking because in 1990, I'm like, well, you know, a national brand. Now, again, I'm sure there's guys in WWF in this time frame that's got the mullet too. But this mullet, I mean, look, I, I like Brad Batten, but this mullet in 1990 screams hillbilly. Or am I not assessing that right, Doc? It screams like, what the fuck were you thinking? Bro, look at that. Look at that. Look at how. Look. Hold on. I guess because he's wrestling now, it's like, you know, and there's moisture. Uh, it's starting to fluff out. Look, <laughs> what, what do you call that, Hopper, on the sides? It looks like a white trash uh, Al Perez. Yeah, that hair is so frizzed out and fried. Man. And it kind of has, and don't take this the wrong way. Some Jufro looking to it. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't. I don't. Yeah, it does. No. Bro, that's just ridiculous mullet. Like, what do you put in your hair to make it do that? That looks fucking horrible. Vitalis. No, Vitalis is gonna make it. It'll. It'll slick. It won't. It won't have that much body to it. It's gonna be stuck to his head if he's got Vitalis in it. It'll be, I guess, brill cream. Bro, what the hell makes a man's mullet look like? That's ridiculous. Crackle Barrel. Oh, come on. All right, Doc. Any lots this, this and match? lots of time in front, lots of time in front of a hair dryer. Doc, any other thoughts on this match before I go to the finish here? One oh one forty. All right, bear with me because this thing jumps around a lot. Uh, 101.36. Here we go. What we got here? Uh, Ron Simmons. Oh. Yeah, he came loose. In his chest, kicker. too. Yeah. Whose chest? Batten? Yeah. Well, you 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 did the timestamp because of, like, the missed, I guess, swinging neckbreaker, Doc? Yeah. Where Batten, like, slips away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Batten does have a lot of hair on that chest. Oof. Yeah. You know, but the, but you know, white women like that, don't they, Harper? No. Yeah, they do. 
Who the fuck likes no. a hairy chest? White women? No. Look, the two or three that I didn't had, they 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 like them some hairy chest dudes. Oh God. One of them was from Chalmette, so I guess I should say See? that. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> what did, did she want to compare who had the hairier chest? Oh. No, I mean she didn't have that much hair on her chest, but she was a Shalmation. Anyway, uh, so Doom is gonna win when Butch Reed hits um, Barrett. Well, I'm sorry, Simmons hits Barrett with a spinebuster, and then Reed hits Barrett with a flying shoulder tackle off the top rope, and we get the win. Hopper, you weren't here last week uh, when the Master Blasters made their debut, uh, debut, if you want to call it that, in that video package. And then Doc and I talked about them at the Clash because they had their debut match. So now they're going to throw to a video package, pay attention to the screen, of the Master Blasters tossing around a car in the junkyard. And I want to see if you know who the tall oh, one saw is. This. No, we didn't see he this. Saw the, he saw their feet. He oh. saw their feet. Now we actually see them. Who's the one on the right, Hopper? You're, you're going to get a closer look. Uh, right. It's Kevin Nash, also known as Steel, or maybe he was Iron. I don't freaking know. Uh, they wrestled, what was it, Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong at the Clash? Oh, that, that's it? That's the clip. Yeah, why did they move that car? It says Smiley on the door. But then they just they rolled Watch. it up and then just walked away. They're trying to show how strong they are. Now, the car Smiley. don't have no engine in it, don't have right. nothing on it. So it's, it's basically a frame. Like it's a light piece of metal. <laughs> what kind of car do you think that is? You don't want you the car expert. You see. tell me. Hold on, let me see. I'll pause it. I'll pause it. I'm gonna pause oh, it there. I can't it's a hatchback, tell. isn't it? It's a hatchback. Yeah, that's like a uh God, wait, wait. Uh I guess like a Chevy citation or something. How the fuck did he know? Doc, would you even have had a guess? No. Some hatchback bullshit. It is a hatchback. No, I don't know, Hopper. Is that two doors yeah. or? No. It looks like. It's a hatchback. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it is. Oof. Well, there you go. If you missed the clash, they made their debut. And the guy on the right. This is actually, I think, his last time on television. They're going to replace him with another member when we see these guys wrestle, I believe, on Saturday night. So there was that. Uh, the, Yeah. All right. So I'm going to keep moving. We, uh, we go to the next match. It is Terry Taylor versus Bill Ford. Man, Bill Ford looking real grizzly. Pitcher-in-pitcher promo from the Red Rooster. I'm sorry, Terry Taylor mentioning the... He's glad to be back home, and he's going straight to the top. Ooh, Terry you Taylor, think Doc's wear, best friend. You think he would not wear red tights. That was my, my note. He's wearing the same gear. I said that, too. I thought that, too, Hopper, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't want to say it. Like the tights and even the robe, kind of? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I know it doesn't say Red Rooster or RR on the tights or anything, but it's the red tights and it's 
basically the same color scheme is what we're yes. saying. I I can the I I got nothing against Terry Taylor, but every time I see him now, I think arr, 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 I get all my roosters. <laughs> Dude into a rooster. Uh, Doc, wh- while we're watching this, I got one more thing I want to throw at you from um. So what I've taken notes on as I was rewatching the kayfabe commentaries. So we talked about months months ago when Sting got hurt. We know now Sting is the world champion. So when Sting got hurt at the Clash, he said him and Cornette were talking uh, because I believe Cornette, you know, they were still uh, booking committee at the time. It was right before Flair resigned. And Flair tells Corny, you know, unless we can shit out a top baby face, we need to turn Lex so that so that he and Flair and Lex can have the match at Wrestle War. Uh, it was going to be Sting and Flair. And I believe they say Sting is supposed to win the title there, but it ends up being, you know, Lex and Flair. Um, Cornette goes on to say that Flair didn't want to drop the belt to Luger. One, because Flair promised it to Sting. But Corny also said that Sting, I'm sorry, Flair said that Luger wasn't ready for the world title. That's your favorite wrestler. So he was ready to give it to Sting, but he didn't want to give it to Luger. You got any thoughts on that? First of all, Rick shouldn't be booking. And second of all, he's revisionist. I think he's revisionist these days on how he feels about Luger being a good dude. Because I don't think they liked Luger back then. Yeah. Fair point. I'll give you credit on that one. All right. Terry Taylor is going to win this match when he hits uh, the grizzly looking Bill Ford with the five arm. Uh, otherwise known as, or or also known as, when Manny, uh, when Manny used to do it, the flying burrito. Well, Manny used to lay it in too. Any thoughts on this match, Doc? Jr. At some point during the match said that Terry Taylor has never crowed about success. Oh, to keep the bird theme alive. You think that was a rib on him? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Let me tell you just something about JR. He's a slick little bastard if you think about it. Because he does that from time to time. He's done that plenty of times. On commentary where he slips in a little little joust here and there. He ain't no innocent little little dude out there, man. He he's he's, he's pulling his ribs from the commentary booth. All right, so we then go to a bunch of commercials again. I'll be honest, we ain't talking about the commercials because there's not much to talk about. And then we go to Stan Hansen versus Dave. How do you? How do? You, how would you say his name? Studemeyer, Doc. Studemeyer. Studemeyer. I want to get to Stan Hansen coming out because the tobacco continues to be just utter disgusting. Um. Could Could you manage a match, Harper, with? That chip tobacco? No. You, you, you'd be spitting on the floor. Well, look, he's spitting on his chest. Yeah. There's no hair there, just tobacco. That's fucking gross. It's on his chin. Down. At first, when he came out, when he first comes out, he's got that shadow by his nose because of the way the light's hitting it. And I thought for a second, holy crap, he's got juice all up on his nose. Like, if you look at it real good, real quick, when you first see him. 
right like there. I was like, what the hell is that? And then I realized it's a shadow. But he's got the tobacco dripping down his chest, his stomach, his Ugh. chin. Um, Tony Schiavone was interviewing him at the Clash, and uh, Tony Schiavone looked like he was about to puke from the tobacco juice just Ugh. dripping down. Uh, Dave Stutemeyer, he's got a, I mean, I wouldn't call it a massive mullet. It's longer than than the Batten the who was out fuck? there. Yeah. I mean, what you think of this guy's mullet, Harper? His his looks more put together. What's well, he not looks alive. like he could play? He looks like he could play a very annoying guitar solo at Guitar Center <laughs> at top volume. <laughs> Doc, being in the music scene and playing in bands and stuff like that, how many times have you run across people like that that couldn't play worth a lick and thought they was just, you know, God's gift to? To the guitar. I was probably one of them. Well, I'm glad you can admit it. <laughs> uh, after there's no money, there's no money in that bullshit anyway. So there you go. Yeah. Jim Ross and Bob Cottle's mics must have went dead during this match because there's no commentary. And Hanson just maybe they beats, were off throwing up. Probably Hanson just beats this poor dude's ass. Yeah, and then. And then after a minute, he chokes the guy with his bull rope. And Nick Patrick eventually just says, okay, we've had enough. DQ, this guy wins. That's that. Uh, Doc, you got any other thoughts on um, Stan Hansen I still beating like him, this dude? I, I still like him getting DQ'd because it's just he doesn't even give a shit about winning. And it doesn't matter because he's just, you know, so what? That he, you know, that he... Yeah got dq'd nobody remembers it. yeah they just know he beat the hell out of the guy that's all that's important so dq happens here after stan hansen we go to a cookie cutter lex luger promo and lex tells stan come and get my u.s belt that's the extent of the promo what are we doing either it's a pitcher in pitcher 30 uh, 15 seconds or it's a 30 second green screen it makes no sense and none Doc told me something the other day, like he was talking about, we were talking about a herd. This was uh, offline. And his exact comment was, dude, Jim Hurd is killing. He's murdering what I love right now. Yeah, that's why I can't watch it. Like the horseman. I mean, he's just murdering. Like why? We've seen Lex cut promos in the studio, even not in the studio without this stupid green screen flex with Lex. It's just dumb. Here's another question. Here's another question though, to add to that. Is it herd killing it or is it only? No, he said that was a herd thing that the quick promos and non live promos. Okay. Yeah. Like that was like the specific behind it. The corny claim that came directly from herd. Corny even said, well, like, when there. they were. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Doc. He's been there for a year and a half. Why is he just now. I guess you know the how these shit. bookers are. They change things slowly and before you know it, um, or sometimes drastically, but I guess eventually he was like, no, we can't do this no more. This is bull crap. Back when I was watching Sam Muchnick, he used to do this and they had a great promotion and everything was great. 
Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, it doesn't Fuck make sense. <laughs> it's so not every it's... match. This happens. Yeah. I mean, Harper, yeah. you you were watching WWF? Like, yeah. Did they do this every single match? The little pitcher and pitcher thing. I remember them I doing it. Think they did. But I don't remember it every single match. Right. Yeah. They got this. This show is colder than a day old dog turd laying in the floor. When it's white. Why do turds not turn white anymore, Harper? Because they, uh, it was some ingredient that they used to put in dog food that that they don't put in dog food anymore. Was it arsenic? It's something, something, and that's, well, that's what made why it. All the dogs. Go ahead, Harper. I'm sorry. And that's why you don't see white dog turds anymore, like we would, like when we were kids. What happened to uh, lightning bugs? <laughs> I, I've I've never seen a lightning bug in my fucking life. Man, we used to have tons of them, and they're just gone, dude. My Fuck, kids have never seen one. Because of the, 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 they wouldn't last here because of the fucking mosquito, man. <laughs> that truck used to drive through the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You hear it? Yeah. I'll be like some asshole in the S10. We used to ride behind that motherfucker on our bicycles. For, for, what, in the for what reason? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Bro, I know they were trying to kill the mosquitoes, which would cause diseases and stuff. But maybe that's why. Everybody in Louisiana gets cancer. <laughs> Just sucking up 1980s mosquito juice while we're playing football in the street. I don't know. So I, I learned today. Did y'all have that, Doc? What? The mosquito trucks. They used to drive the neighborhoods. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Do you know what we're talking about? No, not really. You have no idea. During yeah, the summertime, really. uh, when the mosquitoes get get uh, really bad, and they the get parish, bad, yeah, and the parish has these little like little Ford Rangers with these big things in the back of it that shoots out fucking pesticides <laughs> to fucking kill the mosquitoes, and uh, you can hear them a mile yeah. away, and, and as kids. <laughs> We used to fucking ride our bikes behind that shit. And you didn't think that was a problem? I mean, we were fucking like eight. I, Bro, I can remember I can remember just playing football in the street. Yeah, and you see the know, truck coming. You're like, oh, we got to step to the side. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's nothing <laughs> drive fast. I mean, it's going slow because it's spraying. And, I mean, it's a big spray. I mean, you see this huge yeah. mist coming out of it. Going in the air, and I mean, you smell it, so you're breathing it in. We were kids; we had no clue. And I remember the first time I saw the truck, I like asked my mom, like, "What the hell is that?" Because it didn't have. I don't remember it having like a marking on the truck, and I don't remember it being like a Ranger Hopper. I, I think it was just no, like a regular. Well, 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 I say a Ranger, but yeah, it was some fucking little pickup truck. Yeah, a single cab, Chevy, or Ford. You know, that's all they had yeah. back then. And and it's got this big old thing in the truck bed just shooting off friggin' mist in the air of pesticides. Yeah. And, I mean, you didn't even have to ride behind it. You could be sitting on your porch, 
and you're going to breathe it in. Yeah. Cause you smell it. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. Even if you're inside, you could smell it. So, yeah, that's maybe why everybody got sick and died. And maybe one day we will, too, from that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Pretty damn bad. Okay, so keeping it moving, uh, the Rock and Roll Express are out there right now, and they are wrestling a group or team called the Dynamites. Um. I don't know who the Dynamites are. I didn't look it up. I don't really care. But I do care that Jim Ross says, for lack of any other names, let's just call them Dynamite 1 and 2. Boogie, nothing about these dudes scream Dynamite. Doc, your Uh, thoughts? They started talking about should they call them Stick? (laughs) Like a Stick of Dynamite? Call them fucking Moon Traveler. Dude. What? I'm seeing your truck. That can't be good. Yeah, that's what we had as a kid. The truck would just drive by, spray that shit out. That's, I mean, I mean, they still do it. Yeah, they do it like overnight here now. Right. When they have West Nile ports of the West Nile. Oh, they do that shit all it, during the summertime. It's like every night. Well, it's a little bit different down in the swamps. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hopper. That that that's it. That's um, that's what I remember. And yeah, it would spray that shit. I mean, dude, it'd be a cloud in the air for a while though, from all that stuff too. It wasn't like it. I mean, it wasn't like it. They just spray. And like I said, they go down. The thing is on. It's not like they're just going. No, it's spraying as it drives 10 miles an hour down your street. So your whole street's got this big old cloud above it for 10, 15 minutes of that stuff. Boy, it's probably just Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. All right. So uh, Rock and Roll Express beat the Dynamites here. What a joke. With the fucking Dynamites. Double drop kick finally went on way too long. Way went too on long. Forever. So then we go to the next match. It is Mean Mark versus Rick Ford. Paulie, another pitcher and pitcher promo from Mean Mark. Paulie says, He and Mean Mark find it funny that no one knows who the Black Scorpion is. Wow. I mean, I don't know what to say at this point. <laughs> Me, Mark, is going to beat Rick Ford. Yeah. Doc, you got thoughts? This is the last time we're going to see him. Well, in hindsight, it was a mistake to go with Stan Hansen after Luger instead of old Callaway here. Well, do you think they did it because... He's Callaway. You know, that's the best gimmick ever, Harper. Callaway. Yeah. Do you think have y'all have think... y'all heard from him, Harper? No, uh I haven't heard from fucking uh Darren in a fucking while. Oh boy. Yeah. Wow. Oh you know, man, what the hell, Harper? I mean, you know, you make fun of me and you treat me like shit, you know. I'm like I'm like I'm like you and 
I'm like you and O's whipping boy or something. I mean, I know I'm <laughs> older than y'all, but y'all treat me like shit. I'm like, oh, what the hell, Hop? I mean, I try to tell you to talk about Bruno. Talk about Bruno. Talk about GYD. But, you know, you get on the phone and you and you, Luke, you and O, you know, you and the champ, y'all like to beat me up. Y'all can go to hell. Fuck y'all. That kind of went down, Hopper, or what? Oh, go ahead, Hopper. Yeah, When's all the last I time know you is that when he came on this show, he was very disrespectful to Harper. That's right. I, I was talking to Luke, and Recently? Luke said, uh, I mean, it was a couple weeks ago. Matter of fact, oh. his, his bonus show uh going to drop this week. Well, by the time you hear this next week, uh, last week. um, he He was saying how he couldn't believe that you were being quiet because when y'all are, you know, face to face or, you know, hanging out, you bury Darren. I got to let him get his shit in. I, it's funny. Cause I don't think people realize how nice Hopper was being on that episode because Hopper can be brutal to the D man. I think it's Based- because Harper wasn't sure that he had the okay to bury him in front of the champ. Yeah, but he buries him in front of the. Cha- oh, I got it. He doesn't want. He wasn't sure if he had the, if he could bury him in front of the worldwide audience. It's one right. thing to bury him in front of six for people. The ch- it's okay in front of in front of or you know for Orin's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sitting at Hooters. It's but okay it's in front of when, O. It's different when you pant somebody in front of a global audience. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, Doc. Hey, any man. thoughts? I hope D-Man gets it together though, because those sprites need to get delivered. Oh come on, Doc. The closing moments from Mean Mark. If we want to watch anything else he does, we're gonna have to go to the WWF territory. What are your thoughts on Mean Mark here? Pink isn't Paulie's color. Looks like one look of the so pink ladies pink. from fucking Greece too. Yep. Like. Like fucking Frenchie and I've never I, seen Grease or Grease Two. What the fuck? I think Grease Two is a very underrated movie from the eighties. I've seen the first one, but not the second one. My mom used to watch Grease. What? Come on, man. No, you don't come on, man. That. Nothing. I, why, what the hell made you such a big Grease fan? Yeah, I love why do you Grease like? Too. It's got a great soundtrack. Are you freaking serious? Yeah. Are you? It's got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in it when she's really young and super hot. Bro, this dude, you you disappointing your audience right now, man. Who? Why? You know they love I mean, The people love you after this, man. I don't know what the hell they're going to say about you. Fucking Grease 2 is the shit, bro. What about Grease 1? Yeah, Grease 1's cool. I just love how in Grease 1, they're like, you know, 35 years old. You're supposed to think they're in fucking high school. (laughs) We did it again in the 90s with Beverly 90210. Yeah, but these guys look fucking older, though. Oh. It was like taking Arn Anderson on here and trying to say he's in fucking high school. Like, he's 16 years old. Hmm. I I don't know what to say. I've never seen Grease 2, so I can't comment. You're an asshole. I bet your wife ass. Probably. 
I think that's a woman type of movie. So uh, congratulations. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you you fucking that. homophobic shithead. Mike Rotunda and Tim Horner are going to take on the State Patrol here. Nice to see the State Patrol. Always a good, uh, good time seeing them. Well, and this uh, is important because we made fun of them being listed in the tag team top tens, and now we see that they're a tag team. So that makes a little bit of sense now. Well, you need to specify who we're talking about when you say them. We're not talking about right. the State, State Patrol. Patrol is not in a top ten. Right. They put so at the clash they showed singles and tag top tens, and number ten was Tim Horner and Mike Rotunda. But at the clash, Mike Rotunda did not tag with Tim Horner. It was Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. So it's funny how they were ranked in the top ten at the clash, weren't even a tag team, but now they are tagging here. So there's that. Whatever. Uh we got a these guys go forever. You got any notes from this one, Doc? Rotunda just keeps falling down the card. Yeah. Be patient, depending on how you feel on his next gimmick. I think we okay. all know what that is. Like I said, it depends if you think that was a good gimmick. We'll talk about it when we get there. All right, the way this thing ends, we get a little double-team action, and then Rotunda hits Buddy Lee Parker with the airplane spin, and Rotunda and Horner win the match. Good Doc, any thoughts? He's not a sailor anymore? Well, he's got the little anchor on the back side of his tights. But so he left still... his green members-only nautical edition jacket in the back. I'm going to ask something ignorant. Is there uh, a Mike Rotunda shoot interview anywhere where he talks about Norman and Abdullah when they were doing Captain Mike's crew? I would be surprised if there is. I would love to hear this man's thoughts, who's a consummate professional, on what he thought about that stupidity. On that note, we will go to the last promo of the show. We actually get a live promo here with mm. Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Let's go to JR. They're in the building. Thank God. See what Tracy has to say. Very much, Bob Collin fans. Don't forget this Sunday night, Lex Luger, Barry Windham 101 on the main event. And Freebirds, I got some news for you. The situation with the Southern boys is far from over. That's right, Mr. Ross. It's very far from over. You know something, Freebirds? We can't take nothing away from you. You're former world tag team champions, but the battle's not over. My grandpa taught me three things, Mr. Ross, when I was growing up. He said, first of all, you don't judge a book by its cover. You don't, the ball game's not over to the fat lady sings, and someday you get the bear, and someday the bear gets you. So I'm going to tell you this, Freebirds, before this mess is all said and done, the South shall rise again. That's right, Jim Ross, you know, like Tracy just said, over and over again, the South's going to rise again. And Freebirds, just remember this, when you look at the Southern boys, when you hear something scratching at your door, and you open it up, you're going to see two hungry young lions, wild-eyed Southern boys. Fans, there you hear from Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, and I'll see you again this Sunday night at 6.05 on the NWA main event. It's Barry Wyndham and Lex Luger one-on-one. -on -one. Tracy with that Southern charm, boy. Doc, I'll go to you first. I, how much better is it when you're doing this shit in front of an audience that can react? 
I don't get why. I mean, I get why Herd's an idiot. It's just, it, it's a lot better. Even though it's a small crowd, you don't really hear them. It's just more real, organic. I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's, it's real. It's This canned pitcher-in-pitcher stuff is stupid. How much better? Exponentially better, Doc. It's generic WWF bullshit. And guess yeah. what? Nobody gets over. Yep. I'm, right, well, I'm, a, I'm of the belief that the WWF has succeeded in spite of itself for many years. And, it, you know, you got to find guys that can rise above the chili McFreeze of the world. I, I, I think it's amazing that they... Everybody talks about like how much money they were losing and all that stuff. I think it's amazing when you watch this stuff from 90 that that they kept going for many more years with <laughs> losing money. <laughs> they kept going and yeah. they made it as long as they did. If there was any accountability, the this shit would have been closed down by December. Are right? you shocked, Doc, that somebody... I mean, well, no, I'm not shocked because Ted Turner loved wrestling. But are you shocked in a way also, even though Ted Turner loved wrestling, that, you know, from that a corporation owned it at this point and they just were like, look, this shit's hemorrhaging money, man. We we can't keep this up. Or is it because I, Turner was, you know, he loved wrestling so much. He was like, no, I, I'm we're, this will never die. You know, that type of thing. I also think that it's easier to hide in a really large company if you're not on the radar. And they weren't on the radar. You can't hide forever, but you can hide for a while. Yeah. Nobody All right, wanted, well. Nobody wanted to take it on because it did have a soft spot for Ted, but nobody wanted to be near it because it was wrestling. Barbara, before we rate it in Rolex, you got any thoughts on Tracy's, uh, I mean, rather best promo of the entire two hours? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the best one. In the South not, Arise again. Yeah, it's not it's nothing spectacular, but it's it's live and at least yeah. there was some emotion, you know. Uh oh. he, I, I he said I love when Tracy he did this in Smoky Mountain Wrestling all the time with Bob Cottle, but he does hey, it Mister. here. Where, yeah, he's oh thank you, Mr. Ross, for the for the for the yeah. time. Bruh. Baby face. Pure baby face. What, what, a, I didn't, what did what else were you about to say, Hopper? Uh, when he waves the flag the the crowd starts to respond. Oh, yep. You should have heard him at the clash when he was when they were waving it. Boy, they were into that shit. All right. So <laughs> that's how the show wraps up as far as uh you know the last promo from Saturday night that week. We do need to rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, I want to say, hey, please use the Amazon Associates link for BTT, tinyurl.com slash Amazon, a great way to support the show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, uh, all you got to do is put that link in, bookmark it, make sure the girlfriend, wife, side pieces use it every time they shop on Amazon and the show gets a little bit of support in return. Again, it is tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Who the hell's farting over there? Yeah, what is that? What the f- what is that? 
It's the arm on my little speaker gimmick. The arm? It's going up and down. Oh. Okay. You didn't want to hear me drink a drink of water, so I lifted it up. Wow. Okay. It sounded like Harper was over there farting. Wait. How do you know he wasn't? No, you can't Harper. hear mine. No, I think you must have a different headset. Don't oh, break yeah. it though, because this one's been last. I mean, I think you're on. Let's see. You got that one when the hurricane hit, when Ida hit, because I remember. Yeah. Because your girlfriend called me in the middle of the hurricane and was talking about how you stepped on it. So that was way back in September. So this this headset you got is working on four months. So that is spectacular. It's a keeper. Yeah. Do you put it on the wall or? The headset or your girl? Oh. Both, right? Yeah. You haven't tried to shove it up anybody's or, yeah. What? Any... No. What? Okay. Bruh, she's the one that said it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you know, he, I'll make sure he doesn't try to shove this one up my butt. Come on. Talk about Russ. Oh, Harper, come on, bro. Talk about Russ. Talk about Bruno. Talk about GYD. <laughs> oh, 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 bro. That's nice. D-man. What a class. If you get act. rid of her now, you don't have to get her a Valentine's Day gift. That's true, huh? What y'all doing for Valentine's Day? Probably go out to eat something. Bro, we still got gift cards from Christmas. That we haven't used. So, for what what restaurant? Uh, two Italian restaurants, Vincent's and uh, Domino's and Pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and, and fucking CC's Pizza, <laughs> fucking buffet. Harper <laughs> go, go get dressed up with a sleeveless coat to head yeah. over to the to CC's buffet. God, I hate that place. Oh my <coughs> How does that last through the pandemic? You said it one time. We were talking about buffets. You said those people don't care. That's true, huh? They don't give a fuck. Man, I and, remember when I coached. Oh, go ahead, Hopper. You you the, say something. They don't the only anybody. thing that's going to change out of this pandemic is that the companies are going to bring in the robots, and there go your jobs. Yeah, Hopper, that's coming. What were, you, what were you about to say? You said the people don't give a give a damn. Yeah, it's just yeah, they're willing to fucking roll the dice <laughs> just to eat that cheap ass food that's probably been sitting there since fucking noon. That's my problem with it. It's been out there forever. But let me tell you something. When you got a when I when I was coaching baseball and youth sports, right? Every time. We had a game on like a Saturday afternoon. The kids always wanted to go to CC's. And they would give us a deal at the one uh, that we would go to. Like they saw me one time and they were like, oh, you know, uh, oh, it's cool. You know, uh, we'll, we'll hook y'all up. It was a sweet deal. Yeah. That's what told me how cheap that shit was. To feed like you know fifteen kids, to, well, not everybody would go, but like you, you know, you feeding twelve kids, and it doesn't cost you what it would cost you to go to, you know, for two people to go eat at friggin' Chili's or some shit. I mean, how much Pretty, would it come out the average per per kid? Like five bucks? Not even that. Damn, really? Yeah, yeah. So it was like, and the parents looked at it like, 
You like I, it wasn't that I was coming out of pocket completely, but I'd like you know fork over most of it. And then, but the parents started giving me money because to them it was a cheap way to hey I ain't hey. got to pick up nothing to eat. I don't have to go home and cook. Yeah, Check let's go. Yeah, that's right. We knocked it out. They'd be stuffed and then they go home, go to sleep because you know that's what kids do. But yeah, it'd be cheap, Hopper. I mean, like for real, like ten kids with taxes, man. It'd be like like thirty eight bucks, forty bucks. <laughs> Drinking everything, bro. And they would stuff themselves. So anyway, but I would go in there and be like, there's no way. They're like, oh, Coach Mike, you're not eating? Nah, I'm not hungry. I'm good. Yeah. We'll I'm eat not the eating. salad, Mike. No, I don't even want that. <laughs> that so let's. Dressing that's been sitting there so long that there's like a, <laughs> a, a what do you call it? Like a, uh, where it, like <laughs> <laughs> so, pop up it, it's it's got like a uh, what do you call it? Like, some, like it's like like a, a, a coating. It's like something good's dry. coming. I can feel it. <laughs> I can't tell. Like what do you call that when you when it's just been sitting there for so long? You just like crusted on it or something? Is that what you're it, looking right. for? Or right. fuzzy? Yeah, when it's been sitting there and it's like. Like not like if you get like fucking nacho cheese and it's been sitting there and it's got that like skin that <laughs> develops on the top of it. <laughs> that fucking Thousand Island fucking ranch shit that's been sitting there since ten o'clock in the fucking morning and it's six. It's got it's got foreskin on it. I've got food stories that would r- ruin everybody listening from ever eating at a restaurant ever again. Some from, from Burger, Burger King. King. Mm, that might have been the most on the up and up. Yeah, uh, actually, that wasn't as bad to me. Like, But I know what he's talking about. What? Well, he worked at a restaurant where the friggin' sewer backed up into the kitchen. Yeah. Uh. Those assholes put pallets down and were walking on pallets above <laughs> literal shit and piss while the oh, restaurant God, stayed open. Home. While the restaurant stayed open. Hey. That's true. No one said this shit was going to be easy. Let's do it. <laughs> Something like that. All right. <laughs> Rolex and uh, rating time here. Doc, you go first. You pick which one you want to go with. Well, I think we're all going to give Tracy the Rolex. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And... Harper, you didn't watch it, so you have to rate it first. Uh, a C? I mean, I'm with him, Doc. I... I know you've given out an F before and D. I I can't do that to this promotion. I'm just trying to figure out what either one of y'all saw that would give this a C. Tracy Smothers, yeah, New Mark's last Tracy. match. Um JR with the crowing comment, making th- I mean JR and Bob Cottle making fun of the dynamites. No, that's all not going to do it for me. It's getting a D plus. Slim, slim, black, and dynamite. All right, well, I'll go C minus. 
Yeah, I'll go C minus. They need to get it together here. Yeah. I mean, it's, the class was great. It was awesome. It got good grades. But you notice no corny and midnight on this. Yeah. No. 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 Arm, flare, no flare. I don't Ugh. get it, man. I know. What are we doing? Well. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, before we get out of here. I do want to mention a couple of things. First off, shout out to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them and check them out wherever you get your podcast from. That's OVP, Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. And then check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They handle a or do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you can listen to them. Just search Bottom Line Cast wherever you get your podcast from. And they are on our EC or on our Patreon feed. They do the ECW reviews and ECW shows. Uh, don't forget, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, where you can get Doc and I's review of the last clash we have been referencing. And uh, we called it down the middle. It was a it was an excellent show. Um, Doc and I have a lot of fun on those. I know Harper can't make it, couldn't make it because of the shoot yeah. job, but we have a lot of fun on those clashes, and uh, it's just a, it's just a real good time. And lastly, before I get out of here, I don't know where Harper's at with uh, doing some of his most recent sh- uh, video shout-outs, oh, but I got one to do. You still didn't do it? I want to do it uh, Thursday. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So he's a little behind on his uh, video reviews, but. Uh, if you are interested in your own video shout out from Hard Body Harper, the thing is, is that my girlfriend thinks she's Steve, uh, Steven Spielberg. So it's got to be perfect. It, it's got to be perfect. She's in, she, she even has this handheld fucking iPhone thing that it turns like the phone turns with the fucking thing. And so she works nights and is trying to. Uh, get the schedule in, and she's off Thursday night, so we're going to do it that. So, gotcha. That, right, right. That's the problem. Because, because I don't want to just be standing holding the phone, and it just looks like some cheap fucking bullshit. Sounds like uh, Sunny needs a little help because she needs something like that, so that we're not just looking at some stupid-looking red rocket. Well, Sunny the- is probably. Sitting in, in jail. jail right now. Yeah. Sleeping on a fucking cot. <laughs> Hating fucking <sighs> life. On that note, again, you can get your own very your very own video shout out from Hard Body Hopper by emailing him first to Chris Harper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com. And in the email, make sure you tell him exactly what you want uh, in your video, whether it's a, you know, your shout out to yourself or someone else or life advice to someone he does it all so make sure make sure you send that email to harper and then you got a paypal and that's the most important thing to cc30388 that's the number eight cc30388 cc at yahoo.com paypal him 20 bucks he'll cut your video if you want props like the one gentleman who had harper do the impossible whopper you're gonna have to send him a little more that way he can afford the props other than that that's where you can get your own video from Hard Body Hopper for yourself or a family member and whatnot. 
Doc, you got anything before I throw it to Hopper to hit the tagline? No. Hopper, hit that tagline. Let's roll. <laughs>